Hello and welcome to the message number 20. This is a really great one entitled The God Who Sees. I hope this encourages you and gives a blessing for yourself and your church. The Bible reading comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 to 43 from the message. When they got to the place called Skull Hill, they crucified Jesus along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Dividing up his clothes, they threw dice for them. The people stood there staring at Jesus and the ringleaders, made faces taunting. He saved others. Let's see him save himself. The Messiah of God. Ha! The Chosen. Ha! The soldiers also came up and poked fun at him, making a game of it. They toasted with sour wine. To your king of the Jews, save yourself. Printed over him was a sign. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him. Some Messiah you are. Save yourself. Save us. But the other one made him shut up. Have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. Jesus said, don't worry, I will. Today, you will join me in paradise. Amen. Shall we pray? Lord, we are so grateful that we're able to come to church free of restrictions, free to worship you in any way we, we like. And we ask now that we would freely hear your words and portray them in our lives in a way that is a free will offering to you out of worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's really wonderful that you are able to be at church today on this day which is called Christ the King. And I would like to talk to you today about the God who sees. The God who sees, not with glasses, but sees 2020 vision. It's the end, I, I said this to my wife who's at a much more lower church, when I say lower church, much more relaxed church. I said to my wife who's a curate, did you know it's Christ the King Sunday? Oh, is it? <laughs> did you know it's the end of the liturgical calendar? We, maybe none of us here know that, but it is. It's the last Sunday before we flip over to a new calendar, beginning of Advent, beginning of a new season. And I want to talk to you about the God who sees as a bookend, as the end of a, of a year as such, before we start a new year. And the reason why I've chosen the God who sees is because over the last two months, I've been thinking and reflecting, what has God been saying to me personally? Out of all the great things that God has said, I really felt that it's summed up in this, and it's really for us as a church as well is that God is a God 
who sees you and sees me. You see, before we get to the scriptures, it's a game changer when we know that God sees us. If we think that God is apathetic to us or ignores us, yes, he loves us, kind of, it doesn't move us. But the minute we realise that he is interested in you and he loves you and you are significant and secure in him, things change. The passage today we heard, a strange passage you may think, on the day where we entitle uh, Jesus as our King, Christ the King, we hear of Jesus being crucified, the Romans hurling insults, a thief saying, why don't you save us? But then the, the narrative shifts, doesn't it? And we hear of the other thief saying, Jesus, we know that you are the Saviour. Will you remember me? And those beautiful words at the end, which we'll end this talk on, Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. What does this passage, which we read together as a community, say to us about the God who sees the God who sees you. The first thing I want to say about this passage is the God who sees forgives you. He forgives you. Jesus says in this passage, just before that passage, he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. In fact, if you look in Acts, you're going to what I call um, the powerhouse um, book in the Bible, Acts. There's a, a person called Stephen, the first martyr. He says exactly the same words when he is stoned to death. Don't really get that in, uh, in junior church maybe uh, uh, this morning. But where Stephen was stoned to death for his faith, he says those words, forgive them. The God who sees says to you today, the first thing you need is for, for you to know that the God who sees forgives you. He loves you more than you could ever share or believe. But this is where we need to go into the next year with a challenge. Because not only does God see us being forgiven, but he wants us to also forgive too. And that's the hard part. I don't know if you, read, you ever say the Lord's Prayer, but in the Lord's Prayer it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Oh, that bit's hard. But the God who sees says, you can do it. Holy Cross, you can forgive. You can love. You can be a beacon on the hill that keeps on loving, even when it is hard. Artie Kendall, as you may have heard me speak of before, says it is a life sentence forgiving. Just as Jesus has forgiven you for the whole of your life, the God who sees says to us we need to do our part and forgive even though it is hard. The second thing from this passage about the God who sees, the God who's interested in you, is this God who died on a cross knows what it's like to be misunderstood. The God who sees, sees in your life at times that you are misunderstood, misrepresented, didn't make the cut, didn't get the, uh, the, the thing that you wanted. He sees all of that. 
And he said, I know what it's like to be misunderstood. I know what it is when my face doesn't fit or I don't say the right things. We see here this thief saying to Jesus, why don't you do something? Jesus could hear the thief's anguish because Jesus could have called 12 legions of angels. He didn't have to go to the cross. He could have just demolished the Romans, walked off into heaven and said, done. But he wanted, along with the, the, the death and the resurrection, he wanted to show through that sense that he knows what it is to be misunderstood. There's a church warden, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I, I love this story. A church warden who was a massive Newcastle United fan. And this was the game, you may know this game, where they were playing Arsenal. And they went 1-0 down against Arsenal. They went 2-0 down, 3-0 down, before half-time this is. And this church warden said, if, if they get one more goal in, I'm out of here. Before half-time, it's 4-0. And she said, right, that's it, I'm off. She walked out, she told everyone around her, they are rubbish. But you may know the story that it was only half-time. And they scored again, Newcastle, 4-1. 4-2, 4-3, and they hit the crossbar. It could have been 5-4. What am I saying? Jesus knows what it is in your life to be misunderstood, but it's only half time. There is another half to come. It may be this side of heaven, it may be in heaven where you will get your justification, but Jesus wants you to know that he sees you and he sees when you get misunderstood. And he says, it's okay. When I was with the youth last night, I shared some quotes from a, um, I call it a hymn, by um, a, an artist called Stormzy. It's, it's uh, called Holy Spirit, and I just want to read these words out. Stormzy says, Holy Spirit, I know what this is. It's a journey, a feeling you give. You came and you filled me with bliss. It's a feeling I don't want to resist. For you give us story. Lord, what do you have for me? You make me feel so hopeful. I'm just so glad I know you. So the God who sees says to us, when we are misunderstood, don't stand out on a limb, come to him. Come to him in prayer. Come to him in praise like we do on Sundays. And he will remind you again that he is a God who sees your misunderstanding. The passage continues, and for those who like to know, we're halfway. <laughs> and the next point I want to make about the God who sees is he is not only a God who sees and forgives and a God who understands our times when we are misunderstood, but he's a God who has compassion. A God who has such compassion for you, for me, and for this whole church. Jesus heard one thief's uh, questions. I don't think he really got a reply, did he? The second thief then says, after reprimanding his friend or, or someone who's just said something so, so human, he then, this thief, who probably did not really go to the synagogue much, 
He probably didn't go to, uh, to prayer as much. He probably just remembered the back of his mind something that a rabbi said about the Saviour's coming. There was probably something in the back of his mind he thought, hang on, I remember in Isaiah it talks about the, bre- the, the reed that um, does not even break um, a, 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 a child or, or, or a weak person. This, Jesus, this is the Jesus. I've seen him. And the thief says on the cross, bear in mind he has nails in his hands. And just like Jesus, nails in his feet. And he's suffocating. He says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me in heaven. And Jesus looks at him with compassion. The God who sees asks us to spend time with him and look at his eyes. I wonder what you have in your mind when you think of Jesus and him looking at you. We are called to remind ourselves that we are his beloved. We are called to, on this Christ the King Sunday to know that we have a crown on our heads. And he says again and again over you, you are my beloved. You are my beloved. You know, in this, what we call an interim here at Holy Cross, we have been going on for over a year now. And the more we are on this journey, I realise... It's not the destination that counts, but it is the journey that we go on. Jesus has compassion on us in this interim time. I just want to read a quote by someone called John Bell, who caught my eye this week about how God looks at compassion. Listen to this here. Sometimes some of us here would like the church full. Some of us would like the... uh, uh, that the sermon to be shorter. That's, you have to wait a long time for that. Uh, sometimes you may be feeling, why can't we have the old days? Well, God looks at you in compassion. And we'll read this quote out. You keep us waiting. You, God of all time, wants us to wait for the right time in which to discover who we are. I love this. Where we are to go, who will be with us, and what we must do. So thank you for the waiting time. Thank you, God, that you're with us when our prayers are not answered. Thank you that we may feel like the thief on the cross. Things aren't going the way we want. Thank you that you are right next to us, that you have not left us. My final point today, not only does the God who sees us forgives us, not only is he someone who has great compassion and understands what it feels like to be misunderstood. My final point is this. The God who sees knows the end. He knows how it's going to end. If it's not good, it's not the end, as the saying goes. But Jesus, do you hear those words? And I just just love those words. When Jesus says, very truly, I say to you, today, not next week, not next month, today you will be in paradise with me. The God who sees knows what it is to see the end. 
We are looking at Revelation in morning prayer. If you have a look at that, you'll see that how the last book in the Bible talks about the end is going to happen. It may not feel like the end yet, but it's coming. And I want to just really end with something I said to the youth yesterday in our, um, our youth pizza and prayer. The Saviour who died on the cross knows the end because he died and rose again. Sometimes we lose the, the glory or that, that, that wow of Jesus dying. And so I want to end with this story. Imagine a man or a woman. She's driving along. And this person crashes into, we said last night, didn't we? Fenham Library. Okay, imagine that. Imagine Fenham Library being smashed by this car. Well, this person will be taken away and will be taken to court. And this person says, I'm really sorry, I made a really bad mistake. But the prosecutor says, no, this person needs to be punished. Fenham Library is an institution we like to go to once in a while. We love those books and you've, you've done a really bad thing. And the judge looks at the law books and says, well, it says in the law books, you can't smash into Fenham Hall Library without punishment. And so he gets his gavel and says, you are going to be punished with a thousand pound fine. And the person says, I don't have a thousand pounds. The prosecutor then says, she needs to, or he needs to go to jail. The judge thinks and says, well, yes, that is what the law says. But if someone could give a thousand pounds right now, that person needs to go to jail. And the prosecutor says, well, I guess that's true, but there's no one here. No one likes this person. Everyone here wants Fenimore Library to be back to the way it was. So the judge takes off his gowns. He goes down, writes out a check, gives it to the person and says, here is the fee the fine paid in full. The only reason why we have a God who sees, a God who understands, a God who loves us, and an ending that is so good, is not because of the goodness we do, but because of what Jesus did on that cross. And so may I encourage you not to be cute and not to be too British when it comes to God, but to be relentless and say, God, I want to know what it is end of this year to come to you and know what it is to fall deeply in love with you again. I want to experience you in my pain. I want to experience you at the highs and the lows of my life. I don't want to miss out. I'm going to say a prayer as we end. Father God, at the end of this liturgical year, we come to you again and say, God, we want to be a people on a journey with you, enjoying you. Help us to stop at times and realise you are the God who sees. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that blessed you as it blessed me, preparing it. Shall we say the grace to one another, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. And all God's people said, Amen.